welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, And today's episode is brought to you by a brand new sponsor for the podcast, and we're so excited to have them on board. Today's podcast is brought to you by Apex Network Physical Therapy, the first physical therapy franchise. They are privately owned with 70-plus locations across 10 states. With more than 20 years of business and clinical experience, Apex Network offers unique business models that are designed to maximize profitability by providing you with the tools and resources you need to optimize owning and operating your own practice. Year after year, Apex is recognized as a top 500 franchise in Entrepreneur Magazine and continues its growth by providing quality therapists the opportunity to join a successful network all while remaining independent. So let Apex Network be the vehicle that takes you on the path to owning your own physical therapy clinic today. For more information, visit apexnetworkfranchise.com or call 314-391-2601. The link is also in the show notes under this episode. So if you go to the show notes, you can click on the Apex Network Franchise link and it'll take you right there. Now on to today's episode. I am so excited to have on the episode today Dolores Hirschman. She is a strategist and coach. She helps clients clarify their idea worth sharing, design their communication strategies, and implement business business growth systems. Her clients become speakers and authors and take their message to larger audience like TEDx and beyond. She works through group coaching, workshops, one-on-one coaching, as well as public speaking. Dolores is a writer, TEDx organizer, and participant in TED conferences. She is CTI certified and IFC accredited coach and has a business degree from the Universidad de San Andres in Argentina. Originally from Buenos Aires, Dolores speaks fluent Spanish, English, and French and lives in Dartmouth, Massachusetts with her husband and four children. Now on to today's episode. So you heard me say Dolores is a TEDx organizer and we do talk about her work as a TEDx organizer and how you can get onto that stage. We also talk about the idea of you, a framework for clarity of self. What does that mean? Clarity of life purpose of who you are as a leader and how to set goals and set yourself up to achieve those goals. So if you are thinking about moving onto the stage, becoming a public speaker, thinking about becoming a leader in your industry or in your clinic or even opening up your own clinic, this is a must listen to episode. So a huge thanks to Dolores for coming on today and sharing all of our gifts with us. And speaking of sharing gifts, Dolores has a free gift for everyone. Stand out the TED way, be seen and grow your business ebook download. The link again is over at the show notes at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. Enjoy. Hi, Dolores. Welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you on. I am so excited to be chatting with you today, Karen. 
And now in your bio, like I read, you're a TEDx organizer. You help support speakers on the TEDx stage. So can you elaborate a little bit more about that? Because I know a lot of my listeners would love to one day be on a TED or a TEDx stage. Yes, absolutely. I mean, at the core of my work is my passion for ideas. And because of that, I, I, I pursued, as a volunteer, I pursued um, the TEDx platform, if you want, as a TEDx organizer. And in doing so, I really connected with something that I love to do, which is help people clarify. I and mean, I know we're going to talk a little bit about this today, but, you know, clarity comes in two ways. First is an internal clarity, and then it's an external a communications clarity when you bring yourself out into the world, which is what speakers do day in and day out, right? They bring out their messages. And so what I do with speakers today in my work, I help them in both clarifying their message, clarifying their overall communication strategy so that they can actually engage their audiences and kind of move the needle of their, of their movement or their, their impact. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's on the, on the strategy side, but on the tactical side, a lot of speakers just are not getting out there often enough simply because they just don't have time to pitch and to put themselves out there, be in front of organizers and event planners. So with, in my company, in, in the agency side of my company, we actually have two services. One is where we actually research and pitch on people's behalf for them to speak in virtual and live events. And another one specifically signed for stages that are a little bit more harder to get in. It could be a TEDx. It could be, you know, some of the newer stages that are coming up that are more the inspirational or more kind of the idea-based stages mm -hmm. versus more the pitching stages. Um, and so what we'll do is we'll help the speaker clarify their core idea clarify their positioning so they can stand out in the selection process and then help them with the research and the application process until they get selected. And that's something that I, you know, we do it for very specific clients whose message is ready for that kind of platform. Okay, so let's talk about getting this clarity around <laughs> ourselves as a speaker, because you had mentioned that a couple of times, you know, getting clarity on who you are, on your idea, and, and even on where you want your idea to be, mm -hmm. right? Because not every stage is right for every person. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that clarity. Let's first talk about how to get clear on yourself. Yes. So one of the things I evolved into and I have a, a realized that all my life, whether I was aware of it or not, I have been kind of this puzzle maker, right? You know, once as we start evolving and developing ourselves and becoming a more self-aware, I mean, especially when I did my coaching training, um, a lot of my internal introspection was about what is it that I bring to this world? Like, we all have unique brilliances. We all have that thing that we do well. Um, and for me, that is that, being a puzzle maker but to make a puzzle you first have to have puzzle pieces what I mean by that is we are always kind of lumping all of ourselves together in a tight box 
And so when we're in that place, it's very difficult for us to really get to know ourselves because we are kind of mishmash with what has happened today, the pain we had 50 years ago, mm -hmm. um, and what we think we want to do, right? It's all kind of all mixed. And in order to make a puzzle, again, you need to pull out the puzzle pieces. So one of the things I, I consistently do is create frameworks to break things apart so that we can build them back together. And so this framework, I, I, there's a framework I designed called the idea of you. And all it is really is deconstructing the different parts of who we are and the different kind of what I call layers of clarity that we can access so that when we actually pull them apart and look at it layer by layer, we can have a much more comprehensive picture of who we are. And in doing so, we can better assess where we're going. Does that make any sense? It does. It does. And would you mind giving us uh, an example of maybe an exercise within this idea of you, like a yeah. deconstruction exercise? Yeah. And so let me just run you through the layers first. Okay. And then, uh, and then we'll hop into one or two exercises here that will help you um, better understand what I mean. So in, in the idea of you, and you know, I, I can send you some images later, it's, it's all about um, getting clarity from the inside out. So the, at the core, we begin with clarifying the you. And, and, and it's, I say the idea of you because I believe that each one of us was born in purpose and for a purpose. That we're kind of a seed of a, of a something, right? And so at the core of this exploration is what is your life purpose? Now, this is a really big question and a question that has been around for many years, but, I'll, but, but that today it's kind of very heavy in, in making the decisions of our career path and where we want to go, right? And so I posted not as exactly the work we're going to do, but simply the who we are at our core, independent of what we do. And so one way to do this is to think of yourself as a metaphor. Now, if you do this exercise, please don't go and knock on your neighbor's door and let them know what <laughs> metaphor you are because they're mm -hmm. going to look at you like you're crazy. But when I did this exercise myself, I came up with my own personal life purpose statement, which is going to sound grandiose, and it should sound grandiose because it's a lifelong purpose, right? And for me, is I am the light that brings clarity. Clarity is at the core of who I am, independent of any activity or job that I'm holding. You see the difference? Um, it's something that I can't help but being. I am attracted to like that lump of puzzle pieces because I like sorting them out and making a new picture. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I am in all aspects of my life. I've been like the clarity maker for family situations, for job situations, for ideas, for, for, for speakers talks. I always bring that element, right? So we begin with that and then we go and transition into identify what are our values. And when I talk about values, I talk about what are the top things in your life that when you don't have them or you're not honoring them in your life, you just feel off. For example, I, am, I have a big value on adventure. 
And when I was doing this work for myself at the time, I was a young mother, youngish mother of Mm -hmm. four children. And you could say that having four children is an adventure in itself, but when you're in it, diaper in, diaper out, day in, day out, it doesn't feel like an adventure. It really starts looking like a very big routine after routine. Like it just doesn't feel exciting. And I, and I met some people might, might not agree with me, but that was my experience. Mm -hmm. And so when I recognized that adventure was a very big part of who I am and that not honoring my sense of adventure was kind of bringing me down, just that knowledge made me ask myself, okay, what can I do to fulfill that need of adventure? And, you know, here's the thing, Karen, is that some of the shifts and changes can be very subtle. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be like moved to Africa. You know, it just be okay. Then I will just make time every week and maybe an hour a week to learn something new or to meet someone new or to explore a new place, even if it's just a new supermarket where I'll do food shopping, right? But um, but it's just understanding what is it that is that, that makes you tick and making sure that those values are being honored in your life. Then we go to understand your unique brilliance. What is it that you excel at in a natural way, that, you're, that you love doing, you never get tired of doing it, and that, um, and that you always bring value. And what happens is, again, when we are not connected with who we are, we sometimes unconsciously move away from that that comes easy. Sometimes there's a belief that work must be hard, so I might as well mm-hmm. like, you know, put that you know, grit to it. And we, and we discard maybe opportunities that might come our way that align with our unique buildings because it feels too easy, so therefore I'm probably not very good at it, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, and, then, and then we explore another ring of clarity, another layer of clarity, which is, and this might be a great exercise for for me to pause for a minute, but it's the ring of clarity of how do we define your life's work? Now, if you remember when I talked about life purpose, I talked about purpose of your soul, purpose of who you are, which doesn't mean that it defines the work that you do. A lot of people are trying to like compact your job with your life purpose and you know there's a there's a there's another step in between and that is a step of your life's work and why is it important because you have to translate your life purpose into a something that the world needs Mm -hmm. (laughs) because because if nobody needs your life purpose as it states in its true form um then you might be a very frustrated entrepreneur if you launch yourself into, like for example, when I first started, I just wanted to, to bring clarity to everybody. And it's like, I wasn't getting anywhere. Right. Why? Because it was a very broad, esoteric value proposition. Mm-hmm. Like everybody liked it. I mean, I remember people saying, I really like you. I like what you say. I like what you write. I just not sure how I can benefit from you. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, and that's really great feedback to get, right? Because yeah. it's just like you're casting the net a bit too wide. Way too wide. And I, and I see this a lot in, in newly, you know, new business owners, entrepreneurs 
for following their passion. And again, it's not about that they're wrong. It's about they just need one more step. And this step is the life's work. It's defining your life's work. And here's a little exercise that we can share with your audience. And it's pretend that you have a Venn diagram and you have four circles. One is your life purpose, right? Just in that way of stating it broadly and grandiose, you know, that people will look at you funny if you share it in the subway. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other circle there would be what people will pay for. Yeah. Like literally researching what will people, what do people pay for? People pay for photographers for weddings or people pay for accountants. People pay for a strategy for business growth. Like those are real things that other people are selling. Then another uh, circle in this, in this diagram would be what are you trained to do? Like what are, what is your academic background and your past job experience background? Why? Because You don't want to just hop on a wagon and say, I'm going to do this because I love doing it. But but you have to go background in it. No real credibility or kind of credentials. Exactly. That would be like me saying, you know, I'm really good with numbers, so I'm going to be an accountant. But I'm supposed (laughs) to be a physical therapist. Yeah. (laughs) No one's going to pay me for that. They'll think I'm crazy. Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, there's something to be said about some credentials. Um, um, and so, so really make a list of whether you were wrong in choosing your career path or the certifications you received, I would challenge that and, and, and look at what they can still bring you to your life right now. Like even if you're a doctor and you don't want to be a doctor anymore, that doctor degree will go a long way to validating what you know, and then putting into some, some other kind of service, right? Absolutely. And then the last one is, so we have life purpose, what people will pay for, what you have experience, job or or academic. Um, And the last one is, what does the world need or what does the world need more of? So when you do those four kind of circles and maybe do a little list in the middle, what you then start looking at is, what are the common denominators? Where do all these four circles come together? So for me, you know, clarity is what I bring, right? Mm-hmm. And people pay for business strategy. People pay for communication strategy. People pay for, uh, you know, maybe speaking. People pay for growing their business. My academic background, which... At the time I was in school, I was kind of resenting it because I wasn't excited about it every day. I remember my mom would say, okay, you don't like what you're doing. Do you have any better idea? And I would say, no. Then she would say, then finish what you started. Best advice I ever got. Um, like stay on it, get that degree. Even if you have to like, you know, put a little bit of effort to it, just get that done. So going to business school, I have to say 20 years later, Going to business school was the best decision I made at 18, even if I didn't love it, because it gave me the tools to now run my business and to be a business strategist. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's where my academic, and what does the world need more of? The world needs more ideas that can have a positive impact in the world. And the truth is, in my work at Masters in Clarity, we stand behind those ideas typically in the hands of service entrepreneurs 
who have new methodologies, new perspectives, new angles, or new ways to helping their market or the world. And that's that. <laughs> um, so as far as you know, that exercise is, is really helping you narrow down of how do you become of service in this world with your life purpose in a way that can be financially, not just financially sustainable, but Karen, I might say financially abundant. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, that's all right with that. Because <laughs> the more abundant you are, the more you can do the work you're called to do, the more the world will benefit. Absolutely. And I really love the that sort of Venn diagram of those categories. So I'm going to just repeat them and I want you to let me know if I got them right. Yes. So um, what is your life's purpose? Then that's a big grandiose statement that's mm -hmm. supposed to be grandiose. Mm -hmm. uh, what will someone pay you for? What does the world need more of? And essentially, what are your credentials? Mm -hmm. Is that mm -hmm. right? Are they mm -hmm. in the four exactly. parts? Exactly. Okay, great, great, great. Yeah, and, and I think if, if you can really sit with those questions, because I don't think it's something that's not answered in five minutes, right? No. You want to no, sit it's... with these questions. Yep. And how do you, and, and, and I don't know if there's a, a straightforward answer to this, but how do you know what your life purpose is? And on that note, we'll take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and get right back to Dolores' answer. This podcast is brought to you by Apex Network Physical Therapy, the first physical therapy franchise. Apex Network is privately owned with 70 plus locations across 10 states. With more than 20 years of business and clinical experience, Apex Network offers unique business models that are designed to maximize profitability by providing you with the tools and resources you need to optimize owning and operating your own practice. Let Apex Network be the vehicle that takes you on the path to owning your own physical therapy clinic today. For more information, please visit apexnetworkfranchise.com or call 314-391-2601. Yeah, so here's a couple of ways to do it. Um... You can think of a moment in your life where you felt completely, um, completely valued and completely um, like you were, you were a critical element of a situation mm -hmm. um, where, where maybe without you playing whatever role you were playing, maybe the outcome would have been very different or, or not positive in one mm -hmm. way or another. Mm -hmm. That's one way to ask yourself and start asking, you know, sometimes it's, it's asking yourself, what roles have I played most of my life? What do people know me for? What do people say about me? Um, and, I, and I did that exercise and I asked my, the people in my life, my, my mother, my friends, and, um, and you know, a lot of people would say things like, well, I would always go for to you if I was needing to make a decision. Like mm -hmm. I, I was the go-to person for decision makers. Um, it's funny, I'm actually um, posting a blog on, on, that, on this particular to topic this week um, because I'm helping my daughter make college decision right now. But 
Um, so it's just really going inside and also going to your inner circle mm-hmm. and asking, how do I bring value? What, what is it, the, the role that I play that I'm somehow always falling into that role in any kind of social or professional environment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And I think that'll give the listeners a little bit something more to think about when mm-hmm. they're trying to kind of discover what their life purpose is. Because I know I find that to be a bit difficult as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's one of the things that can always elude us. Um, but I, my experience is that it did for many years until I came up with that, with that metaphor that I'm the light that brings clarity. And, and, and sometimes I want to challenge people because we try to make this life purpose statement very complex <laughs> or very sophisticated. And sometimes it's so simple that we reject it for its simplicity. That's and, true. Cause, because we think it needs to be so over the top amazing when in yeah. fact, sim- simple is smart, right? Yeah. 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 And, and it maybe is simple, but grandiose. Mm-hmm. And so our, our, cultural belief system that who are we to believe that we can be that good comes into play and mm-hmm. also mucks things up. Yeah, that self-doubt and lack mm-hmm. of self-compassion for, uh, for ourselves can kind of derail us every time, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, I mean, this is just my perspective and I, if I might share it, I think that I, th- I really believe that each one of us in the world, not just me, all of us are here in purpose and for a purpose. We're a gift. And that that grandiose side is actually bigger than us. Um, we're just here, I, I believe, to, to do a job that we're called to do within a universe that is much bigger than us. So to reject our brilliance is a, it's a, it's to reject the gift of who we are. Mm, yeah. I love that. Thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. And now let's say we kind of have this clarity of life purpose. We have more clarity around who we are as a leader. What do we do then? How, where, what's the next step? How do we then so, so there's Not a couple more. Goals. Yeah, so um, uh, there's a couple more layers that um, that will take you right there. So the the next layer would be clarifying how you interact with the world, and for that you have a lot of online assessments. There's one that is free that I love. It's basic, but it works. It's called 16personalities.com. It's based on Myers Briggs. You have Strength Finder and Colby and um, uh, Anagram. Like, there's a lot of assessments out there, but they, those are really great and those are fun. Um, you learn more about how the world perceives you because that's important as well. And then, and then, and then we put all this to work. How would we put to work? The two more steps that are internal. One is we, and maybe I, I'm happy to do this for you, and maybe the listeners will love this is um, identify and bring forth your internal leader. And that is the highest voice. We have voices in our head. Just for all of you out there, yes, I do have voices in my head and there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with me. Mm -hmm. 
And we typically have mostly the judgmental, whiny voice that says that we're not enough. That's usually mm -hmm. the loudest. But when we tap into our internal leader or our inner captain, that voice, um, then we can start kind of controlling all of those not so happy or positive voices. So tapping to internal leader is a great um, resource because it will be that voice of reason that says to me, Dolores, slow down. Think about what you're going to say. Like, you got this. Uh, yes, it's hard, but, you know, keep on going. That kind of mm -hmm. um, positive reinforcement. And then the other part of this kind of clarity is understanding, again, in the same line, what is that conversation in your head and how many times a day are you going into victim mode? Things are happening to you versus I got this. This is hard, but this is happening for me, right? And, and so that, that kind of wraps up the clarity layers and the mindset layers. And then I think this is what you were alluding is like, okay, now what do we do, right? Right. So there's two parts. One is the exercise of goal setting. How do we set goals that are honoring our values, our purpose, our internal leader, and from a positive mindset or victory mindset perspective? So how do we set goals from that? And I know goal setting is not big science. They have to be smart, mm -hmm. you know, um, specific, measurable, attainable, um, timely, um, and, uh, and they have to be, uh, as stretched from where you are, but not, I want to lose a hundred pounds in a month because right. you right. are setting yourself up for failure. Mm -hmm. And so the goals are the big kind of GPSs of where we're going. Like you can have a goal for each part of your life or only the parts of your life that need attention right now. And there's a great exercise with that. You know, it's, um, it's called the wheel of life. A lot of uh, you can probably find that online. It's, it, it breaks your life into different kind of sections, like a pie. Mm -hmm. and, and it helps you really assess from one to 10. One being, this is not working really well. 10 being, I'm rocking it. And from one to 10, and trying to understand which part of your life is not doing so well. And so that you can focus on that. And then at the end of the day, Karen, all this is wonderful. But the transformation and our true selves as leaders only comes to shine in the details of every day. And that's why I talk about habits of success. So at the end of the day, how we wake up in the morning, how we brush our teeth, how we get dressed, how we make our bed. And yes, making your bed is part of positive leadership. Um, and what we eat, how we greet the postman, how we say hi to our coworkers, those are the tiny details of our day that honestly make our big life. And you, uh, you hear about that, the making the bed thing all the time. And I started mm -hmm. doing that a couple of years ago. And I, I remember someone asked, so why do, you, why do you make your bed? I'm like, because then I feel like I start out my day with a little win. Yes. I actually, one day I, I mean, I've, I've always made my bed. I was raised that way and it was, it actually bothered me not to. Mm -hmm. I, I think at some point I was, you know, there's, there's balance. And at some point I was so, so kind of wound, I was wound, wound very tight when the kids were little. Mm -hmm. And I remember having a coach who said, I challenge you not to make any bed this week. 
So I, I actually had to not make bets because it was becoming a burden to me. Mm. But, but, but years later, my 15, 16-year-old oldest son um, started making his bed and I hadn't said a word and I noticed it. And he said, yes, mama, I read this book. And he gave me the book. And it's a book that I recommend always. He had read this book called The Power of Habit from Charles mm -hmm. Duick. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've read it. Yes, I have. And I, it's, for me, it's an amazing book. And everybody it's a great should book. read it. Yep. It's a great book. And that book taught my 16-year-old back then to make his bed. Oh, how wonderful. Charles Duhigg would be so proud. I was going to say, maybe I should send a note that yeah. he accomplished almost the impossible. Today. Uh -huh. he, got, he got a teenage boy to make a bed every make day. Bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And then how, so, you know, you work with your clients and they've gone through all of these steps. And then how do you, how do they then say or decide kind of where to go from there, right? So let's say someone's already a leader and they want to do a TED Talk. Yeah. Somebody wants to do a TEDx Talk, right? Yep. Which are probably a lot of people listening to this podcast. Yep. So the, they go through all this. They have a good clarity of self, an idea of self. What's the practice? What, what do you do? How do you do that? So uh, this is a great question. So and, and actually, if someone comes straight, like let's say they didn't ever work with me and they come to me just to do a, a talk, I will go through the process, even though it might feel not linear, that mm -hmm. oh, what does this got to do with my talk? Because, especially the life purpose, because with a talk, like a, a TEDx talk, mm -hmm. the core of the talk is an idea that can have a positive impact in the world. Mm -hmm. And that is right in the line of what we were just talking about of your life purpose and your life's work. And so what I do is I bring that conversation up and say, okay, this is your life purpose. Great. Your idea is kind of the cousin of your life purpose because it is an actionable version of your life purpose. For example, for me, if I were to do a talk, it would be about how clarity frameworks can help entrepreneurs realize their impact. Mm -hmm. So my life purpose is clarity, but for the idea is the concept of clarity frameworks as a tool for the purpose of service entrepreneurs realizing their impact. I'm just mm -hmm. being kind of very specific. Yeah. So, what we do is we tap into who the speaker is. What is it that they've always known about themselves? What is it that they've always longed to do or accomplish in this world? And then we explore about on the work they do. Because here's the thing, Karen. Everybody comes to me and says, I want to give a talk. And I say, okay, what's, what's your core idea? What do you want to share? And they go and say, well, let me tell you about my work. <laughs> and it's on and on for like 30 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and when you're pitching to any stage, but specifically at TEDx stage, the organizer will ask you one question. It's like, can you tell me your idea in one short sentence? Mm. And most people can't. So that's why the life purpose um, and a framework that I teach for, for stating your core idea come together to create this one-line idea statement that then the talk will be based on. Got it. And that's, I thank you for that. Cause I think that's a big point of 
clarity, if you will, for mm -hmm. people who might be thinking about pitching themselves to do a big talk somewhere. Yeah. Um, that you should be really be able to state the purpose of your talk, like you said, in one sentence, succinctly, mm -hmm. and but with a punch, right? Yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing is not, you know, people worry sometimes to, they get caught up in the sexiness of it. Yeah. And they lose the practicality of it. So mm. it depends on the market. If you're looking to stand out in your market so that people will hire you, I would say lose the sexy, gain the clarity. Mm -hmm. um, if you're looking to stand out in an application to be speaking, then then stress the the stress the takeaway what the audience will get and the uniqueness of your process. Great. Yes. So it really depends who you're talking to. Sure, sure. Because in the end, especially if you're talking about a TEDx talk, it's all about what, like you said, it's all about the audience. Yeah, it's, it's not, not about, about you. It's not you. No, no. And um, I actually have had, you know, I love in the work of the TEDx um, or the speaking, if you want. What I love about it is that people come to get that carrot, right? Like that kind of thing that they want, the TEDx stage or whatever stage. And what they get when they do this work of clarity is they get a vision so much bigger than they had before. Mm. I had a client who had a multi-million multi dollars coaching program uh, company, very successful, 16 years in business. And she did the work to get on that stage and because of that work, she completely rebranded her company after 16 years, changed the name because she realized that what the core idea of her work and the essence of her work was so much bigger than the branding she had created for her company. And she was, she was kind of, she was feeling that the company was a little stale mm -hmm. because she had reached the boundary, the box she had made for herself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That has me thinking so much. <laughs> it really does. And I think, you know, oftentimes people get caught up like in themselves instead of in the idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that can derail you. It is, it is kind of a little bit of a process that without knowing you fall in love again with your work. Awesome. Well, that just sounds Amazing. And I think you gave such great tips and, and really kind of got into the work that you do with, with uh, entrepreneurs and, and possible speakers and uh, executives. So thank you for sharing all of that with us. Is there anything that we missed or things that you want the listeners to really take away? Um, I think that whatever you are doing whatever situation you're in your life right now, just check in and understand where you stand. Don't make decisions from what other people say um, unless you also include your higher voice in the conversation. Excellent. I love that advice. And then I have one last question. And it is, again, another piece of advice. And it's a question I ask everyone, and that is, knowing where you are now in your life and your career, what advice would you give to that, you know, fresh-faced gal right out of college? 
Well, I, 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 I would say to her, stay in a state of wonder, trust your gut and yourself, and it's okay, life is not linear. <laughs> awesome. And where can people find you if they want more info? Or if they have any um, they questions? Can, they can come to mastersinclarity.com. And right on the main homepage, you'll have a big orange button that says free resources. And you can find different resources that you can download for free and start getting the clarity you need. Awesome. And then just so the listeners know, we'll have all of these uh, links will be up on our website at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And that Dolores also has a free gift, Stand Out the TED Way, Be Seen and Grow Your Business ebook download. So we will also have that on the mm-hmm. podcast uh, page under this episode as well. So thank you for that. And thank you for coming on today. This was great. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. And everyone who's out there listening, thanks so much. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thank you for listening. And please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.